How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 69 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which I do. Welcome. Now, before we get started, I'd like to say that this was an interesting episode for me to make. I also have to say that, in case you can't tell, this daylight savings time, the end of it, is really kicking me in the rear end like you would not believe for some reason this year. I know it's only been a couple of days, but it usually takes me about a week to adjust, and I'm not fully adjusted to having everything happening an hour sooner than I'm normally used to, or at least my body is normally used to. My mind knows, but my body doesn't hasn't caught up yet. So I don't know if you're like that. Maybe you are. So that's cool. If not, I rather envy you, but that's another story. Also, um, this post was actually about the Olympics that happened in 2014, and I'm going to talk about why I didn't watch it. And the reason why I titled this in the blog, why I maybe shouldn't do serialized posts or serialized episodes like this is because sometimes things are kind of way out of whack with what I covered way back when, way, way when I started the blog, where I was just going to like, unless something really interrupted it that I thought was cool, I was just going to take this content down, one, two, three, bam, 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 straight down the line. And I may still do that, but this is kind of one of the ones that's kind of a little bit weird as far as that goes because it's about the Olympics, by which I'm saying I think we should get to it. Let's go. All right. So the Olympics, I didn't watch. This was in 2014, and it's something about the Olympics that I actually didn't mention in the post, but I'm going to mention now, is that when I was uh, younger, and I'm not like a million years old by any means, I don't recall having summer or winter Olympics that were separate the way they are nowadays. I just recall having just one where they would do a lot of different things where it wasn't some, it wasn't uh, as separate as it was before. So anyway, which is why I think it is the way it is, because I'm talking about the Olympics on February 13th, 2014. So, all right. (laughs) It only happens once every four years, okay, as the Olympics goes. Although I think the summer or winter iterations happen once every two. That's why it was a bit strange to me. So I could say I'm not interested. I mean, it would be true. I, some sports, I understand. I understand the appeal of what goes into these different types of sports like archery and, uh, like hockey or something of that nature, even figure skating. But I, don't, to me, it doesn't really appeal as much as things like the Super Bowl appeals to me. That's why I enjoyed a snippet on the radio about a monologue about sports competition, which is what I had said in this post, and I can't see, I didn't seem to find that particular post comparing sports with judges to sports with opponents. I thought that'd be pretty cool. That would probably be a good episode, good topic for an episode or another blog. Because it's like Olympic stuff, depending on what it is, sometimes is not head-to-head. Where it's just, it is kind of head-to-head, but it's not exactly. Not like football. Well, like figure skating, okay, people are going to go get a score, and then those scores are compared. It's not like like football, where it's like they go directly head-to-head. Their scores are still based on their own effort, but it's not like they're... 
They don't get higher points in football because somebody decided to do a flip before they ran for a touchdown, which I'm not saying Olympic uh, figure skaters aren't impressive when they do flips. It is. It's just that football isn't played that way. If you're going to do flips and things like that in football, it's just something extra to try to fake somebody out. It's not going to be like an extra three points because you decided to do a flip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I will also say that the Olympics do motivate and inspire because of these types of things with this competition. These athletes are the best in the world. They have unique backgrounds and all kinds of different stories about how they got to where they got to, to being on the Olympic stage in front of millions and millions of people and to be remembered basically by history in most cases. It's like, if I think of it in terms of a fiction writer, I would say that'd be a really cool reason, the background of these athletes for their backstory to check this out, you know? It's, yeah, okay. And if I were thinking at it from a copywriter point of view, I might say, I could figure out what motivated them, what they struggled through, because athletes are people as well, and they have struggles, right? With different sports struggles or personal struggles that they had overcame, overcome on their way to the Olympics. Sure, no problem. If I forgot what channel it's on, all I would have to do is Google it or channel surf. But the real reason I didn't watch it back then was I'd been mired in my day-to-day. I'd been busy with projects and research, uh, other shows I'd gotten caught up in, NCIS. Uh, Person of interest, I actually did watch that quite a, quite a bit when it was on, but it's not on anymore, which is why this actual post from 2014 is dated. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I really did enjoy the person of interest concept. It was very innovative, at least to me. A lot of shows did take time off from the Olympics. Okay. But I just didn't want to let the Olympics into my routine and I wasn't super motivated to check things out. Uh, to me, the Olympics is kind of like the Scripps Howard National Spelling Bee. Uh, yes, that is on TV. And if it's there and I'm surfing and I land there, I do sometimes watch it because it's really interesting watching people who are way smarter than you, uh, usually, almost always do something that's interesting, even if interesting happens to be spelling ridiculously long words after having the word pronounced for you three or four times and being given a definition. It's like they can just boom, 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 and it's quite impressive. Okay. And I was pretty sure at this point I was undecided. Maybe I would change my mind to take a look-see. But I did find out that NBC had it on at 7 o'clock. And that would be it. I'm actually interested to continue this because of the fact that I had mentioned in the next post about trying to tie together the Olympics and American Idol. So that seems to indicate I may have watched some of it, but I can't remember the circumstances. Okay. So how does this apply? I mean, sometimes... We get mired, I get mired, maybe you do as well, in your day-to-day, like seeing things only that are in front of you. That can be okay because focus is great. But if that crowds out certain other things, they might, if they're important things, that's bad. But if they're not as important, it might be good or okay. I guess it depends on what is being crowded out and for what reason. Because taking time off, from work and things like that is good, obviously. 
to avoid burnout, but it's like, it all depends on like what is being sacrificed. I think I mentioned this a week or two ago, like what is being sacrificed in return for cutting something out? Like for me, cutting out the Olympics was really no big deal because it was kind of work related and I was kind of meh, but if I was cutting out like, let's see, interactions with friends or lots of sleep or semi-ish healthy food, it might be more of a concern. So that's interesting. Other times it's just people don't, people are just too focused sometimes. I think I might err toward too focused sometimes to let new things into their lives, which is kind of meh as well because new things mean new opportunities, fresh ideas which is something if you are a writer or write as part of your business that you want to strive for as well because it opens up your perspective to better ideas, more interesting fiction, more interesting angles for sales materials and what have you. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome, especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff, but I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway, you can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.